Hello and welcome to this bonus episode of United Ireland. I'm going to be talking today about the coronavirus um, and what that means as a small business owner. When I opened Tropical Popical, um, I, do, I have a nail bar called Tropical Popical, don't know if I've mentioned that before, um, but I spent a long time working on what our ethos as a business would be outside of just how we were going to make money. I'd spent most of my life in the lead up to creating Tropical Popical, creating brand stories and defining the pillars that held them up as a brand. Uh, so I knew how important it was for the Trap Pop brand to do that. But I'd also left marketing because after my dad died and really don't all these life affirming decisions happen when you've had to face death or loss. But I realized that I'd personally couldn't continue to be part of something whose whole raison d'etre was to encourage people to buy more and that really influenced um our the way we approached business um as a nail bar um so as well as all the lessons i'd learned about how to build a brand i'd also just endured the most difficult time in my life which meant that as a reaction to that i wanted tropical popcorn to be something filled with joy every day um, I wanted it to be a community hub, special to the people in the lo- in the locality and the people who want- work there. I wanted it to be about experience rather than a sales pitch. I wanted the people who work there to be as happy as me to go in there every day. And it was always going to be something um, that was a bit more about the people in there as otherwise it was really just a room filled with beautifully tacky things. And like I always use tacky as a positive positive adjective just in case anyone's wondering if I'm slating my own business tacky is gorge so when I was writing uh, the business plan and even ever since then the question I've always referred back to when I'm making any decisions relating to the business is does the decision I'm about to make fit in with my idea of the type of society I want to live in and that was mostly inspired by a quote that I read Um, in a book called An Economy is Not a Society by Dennis Glover. And his quote is, we must abandon the idea that a better society is purely about offering individuals more dollars in their pockets. What we desperately need is a conversation about the lives, jobs and communities we want for ourselves and our families. It also went on to inspire my adoption of the life mantra, um, which I definitely need to get tattooed soon, of create the life you want to live. So the more I reflected on these, the more it became clear to me uh, that the point of economy should be to facilitate a society and not the other way around. That we're not just here to fuel an economy, we're fueling the economy so that it can fuel us. And that belief system influenced everything um, from my decision not to scale and open more trops to why we wouldn't go down the road of VC investment and rounds of funding to bring the brand nationwide to go global. Why stop there? Um, and why we wouldn't create Trap Pop branded products. And that approach worked for us. We created a local business that was filled with joy, making enough money for us all to live the life we wanted to live, working on projects that made our hearts sing, and campaigning about the things that we believed in. Um, and God knows I went on about this approach enough, even doing a TEDx talk on called Escaping the Economy and More. Um, But your morals and beliefs are all well and good when the good times are here. And it's also a privilege 
to be in a position to be able to have a business that lets you make a living and live so closely to your morals and beliefs. And they've a way of hitting you really fast, those morals and beliefs, when a pandemic like coronavirus strikes. We opened, we closed on the 14th of March. And as the trauma of what was happening spread through the country, I started questioning everything um, and all the decisions I'd made as a business owner that meant we weren't as protected as a business for an extreme crisis. Once we closed the doors, our revenue stream instantly collapsed. We were in the business of experiences. We, we didn't sell products. We didn't sell things. Um, I'd always wanted Chop Up to be a community service that facilitated connections. But should I have focused on products more? I think the days leading up to the closing were the worst. Um, There was this uncertainty hanging in the air. We knew it was coming, um, but at the same time didn't know what would happen once we'd closed. How would we continue to be a business? The very, like, just how would we continue to be? Um, While we were open, we did everything by the book in terms of implementing operational practices to protect our staff and clients. But as time went on, I just knew the right thing to do was close. But I was also conscious of trying to make as much money as we could in the last few days to try and weather the storm that we knew so little about. I suppose that must be how it feels all the time uh, to have a business that's answerable to investors, shareholders, the bottom line. Capitalism. Going against what you believe in what you believe is the right thing just to make more money we were doing it to make sure we could pay the girls um but I suppose it doesn't matter the reason it's easy to see how you can lose sight so quickly of your ideals and also it shone a light uh to me on the inherently human desire to hoard in case of in case of anything I was so angry at myself for not running the business differently Why didn't I focus more on trying to make as much money as possible so I could look after the girls better? Why didn't I spend less time focused on projects like Repeal that took up so much of my time and instead focus on making more money? Why didn't I just do things differently? Suddenly I got why everyone was trying to make as much money as possible all the time. Why people were buying five houses to have as a cushion if things go tits up. Why people would literally stand on someone else's head to get higher up the ladder. We're all afraid of the unknown and want to be in the best possible position position for when things go wrong. I got it. So once I'd done all I could to make sure the girls were would be okay, I went into a stage of processing trauma. Now luckily for me, when I'm enduring a traumatic situation, all I do is sleep. So I literally could not keep my eyes open. I was sleeping for about three days. Um, and while, while this was happening, the logical side of my brain was saying like the absolute cheek of you being traumatized when you're healthy, uh, you're not one of those, one of the nurses who last year stood on a picket line demanding to be just fairly paid for all the work they do caring for us, who are now together with the doctors, retail workers, food producers, refuge collectors, police all the people who are keeping society moving and surviving, rightly being hailed as heroes. But everything is relative and I carry the responsibility of other people's livelihoods and I was paralysed. 
As the days went on and I processed my initial anxiety, I realized you can't live your life waiting for the bad to come by doing what's not right for you, the collective you. And that maybe if we weren't also caught up in the process of making money to make sure we would be okay if things went wrong, we'd focus instead on making sure that the right systems were in place so that we'd all be okay if things went wrong. While we've all been forced to stop, we now have a single tier health system. People are being treated based on their needs, not just on how much they've cushioned themselves. And you can't cushion yourself from having to look yourself in the mirror every day. You also can't run your business based on what might happen. You'll, you'll have to adapt to situations when they arrive, good or bad, and pivot. We're in a good position as a business to come out the other side of this right now. But who knows what's around the corner or how long this will go on. If we had a cushioned, we'd eventually run out of money anyway. Uh, we didn't see Corona coming, so we just have to take each day as it comes and make the most of each day. We are like we're totally lucky to live in a country that responded so quickly to the needs of the workers and provided a safety net with the emergency payments that were installed. But why are there still so many people who fall through the cracks when there isn't a crisis? We still have to figure out how to pay our rent, which I'm shitting. Um, but we are selling vouchers online uh, so people can pay their monies forward. Um, and creating fun and hopefully helpful content and we've also opened out things like our creative wednesday project where we pick artists and ask the girls to respond by doing nail art so that usually takes place in the salon so we are asking our online community who may or may not be nail artists to get involved uh, we'll also be doing online nail art classes and who knows what else we come up with but it all comes back, I suppose, to keeping the community spirit flowing. And that was the very reason we opened Tropical Popco. So even throughout all this and after the whole traumatic journey I went and learning, this amount of learning I went through, I'm still going to keep going back to the question, does the decision I'm about to make fit in with my idea of the type of society I want to live in? And hope that when we hopefully make it out the other side of COVID-19 alive and healthy and with a business ready to reopen, that we'll all be more focused collectively on creating a fairer society rather than trying to cushion the blows of the unknown. Do you know what I mean? <laughs>